What is up, everyone? Welcome to wait week two of Not Another Blank in Web3. We are talking with Tuning In NFTs, and I am so, so, so excited to get to know you guys a little better. We are actually with Roxy Mama, who is the founder of Tuning In NFTs. And um, before we get started, Anonymous Krishna, do you want to say anything? You want to say hi really quick? Yes. Hey, Roxy. Roxy and I have been talking all this week about other things, and I literally know nothing about her. So I am so excited to learn as much as I can today about her and everything she's doing and everything she's about. I can't wait. And Roxy and I haven't been talking the whole week. In fact, I don't think we've ever got a chance to talk in person. But I am just as excited as Amanda and Lindsay to get to know you and dive in deeper into the work that you're doing. Also, welcome back, Scoops. Clapping, yay. Yes, hi, Scoops. How are you? Um, okay, well, before we launch into things, Roxy, do you want to just take a second and like uh, say hi and introduce yourself? Yes, I'd love to. And um, hi, Krishna. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Co-prod anonymous. Anonymous. Oh, my God. Anonymous. I'm so sorry for pronouncing that wrong. Um, I'm like, I'm all Mishka Bibbled. We just came from another space. I meant to join from my Roxy account. So she is supporting from below. But um, hello, everyone. My name is Samantha. And I'm the founder and artist at Tuning In NFTs. Short and sweet. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, okay, well, then I guess we can just launch right in. We definitely want to get to know you. Uh, why don't we start with asking what three words do you think others most use to describe you in Web3? Oh, um, okay. And this is, I feel like this is a nice little intro, introductory question. Um, I'm going to go with supportive because that's the nature of tuning in. And it's 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 me also <laughs> um, determined. I'm not sure that actually people say this, but I, I am very determined and honest. Um, those are my three. Amazing. I was just writing those down so I can remember them throughout this interview and while we're talking. <laughs> um so we like to start right at the very beginning. What do you do? How do you start your day? Yeah, um, I start my day with a glass of water, which is a practice that I put into place 
somewhat maybe not it feels recent but it must it must be going on now for for a few months running now um despite my best intentions i'm usually checking on my socials before i get out of bed um relatable probably um and i make sure to send out a good morning message to our community to start the day off right um i'm a mother i have two daughters so while they're um, in possession of our bathroom in the morning and getting ready, I try to squeeze in a little wellness practice practice um, before hitting the ground running. So in the best case scenario, um, I can squeeze in maybe 20 minutes of yoga. Um, that's not really something that commonly happens. When I have less time, I squeeze in or squeeze in. I, I spend 10 minutes doing deep breathing exercises before getting, getting out of bed. Um, and once everyone's ready, I'll bring the kids to school. And it's a balance between making sure my web two emails are on lock and then visiting my priority list for tuning in for the day. <laughs> so I gave the laughing emoji during that, not because it's funny, but because it's very interesting. Two out of two of our very successful web three guests start out their day doing something very healthy, which is something that maybe not all of us do. And maybe there's some correlation there, I'm starting to think. So we'll see as this experiment goes on. Amanda, uh, I literally, I'm so sorry, Krishna, I literally thought the same thing. I'm like, well, Scoops does it this, and Roxy does this. I guess I need to be better. <laughs> Go ahead, Krishna. Um, I was just going to say that you mentioned um, checking your social media, but I think that goes back to how people view you in Web3, right? Like supportive. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, people always say like, oh, we shouldn't check our social media like right after we wake up or whatever. But that's kind of part of what you've built and how you share yourself with the world. And so if you can be supportive right off the bat in the morning, um, then, you know, you tend to um, be like that the whole day because that's kind of how you've started your day so no shame in being supportive on social media <laughs> um, that's yeah. so sweet and I think that uh, I mean a big part of that is like once the day gets going it can be tricky like you know how dms kind of get out of control yeah and I like to have that you know set call it a half an hour where I know for sure I have time to check in and answer um, you know, thoughtfully and not hastily and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about how you start your day, but what kind of keeps you excited throughout the day or what um, what are you most excited about in general these days? Ooh, um, yeah. So I guess I'm really excited, most excited about our recent project announcement. Um, there's a bit of a longer story behind that. Tuning in's been on uh, quite the journey the past eight months. I'll just actually, am I able to navigate? I'll navigate to pin it up just for your reference, but feel free to check it out after the space. So we recently repackaged our utilities and pretty much the whole kit and caboodle. So that was a lot of work. So I'm really excited that we've been able to pivot and now move forward um, to, to accomplish our mission. Um, so outside of that, you know, it's exciting to me to make new friends and professional connections here. Every day brings new people into my life. And it makes me happy to see that the aspects that stood out to me when I joined Web3, um, which for me were, you know, the amazing people that are fighting to make a difference and make the world a better place, um, providing real value on the human level to our Web3 community, 
but also seeing the art, you know, the arts flowing constantly. Um, that makes me feel really excited and keeps me on my toes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I know last time in our conversation with Scoops, we were talking about um, how excited, well, we were talking about the power of community, but um, you know, you mentioned meeting new people and I think, you know, regardless of what's going on outside, it's always nice to fall back to the people who are so supportive, um, like yourself in the community that you create. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that with that, it's important to give you guys a shout out, Coprod Anonymous and Main Drops for having me today, Krishna. Um, you know, I appreciate you for welcoming, welcoming me with open arms. Coprod, I think, stimulated a lot of new relationships for me the past month. Has it been a month already? I don't know. Time flies. Um, but I'm really excited and happy to be a part of, of the community and this new friend circle. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is definitely one of these weird things where it's like a month and a half ago, I was like nobody. I don't know when Anonymous, like seven weeks ago, I think it was that we met when, when Anonymous and I met. There was kind of just this crazy whoosh and um, all of a sudden all of these relationships and, and friendships are being fostered and it's just like this super beautiful thing and I am so beyond ex inspired and um, yeah, so so thank you for that and thank you all for being part of it. I mean, it, it takes all of us, right? Um, so anyway, moving on, what do you think is your favorite NFT or if you don't have a favorite, what was your first NFT? Ooh, I can give you I can give you a full a full a rounded answer on that one. So um, <laughs> my first NFT, I'll say let's not talk about it, but I'll tell you about it real quick anyway. Um, it was a project called Spaceman that was a major rug. Um, they nuked all of their accounts and profile before, like after connect collecting a certain amount of money from their investors. And it was a terrible first experience, like the worst. <laughs> but I can tell you about my true firsts now. That one's kind of, it was swept under the rug. I don't forget about it. Oh, that was no pun intended. Um, I invested in um, an ACG, an Alpha Girls Club, as my second NFT. And truth be told, um, I've become a collector since then. And happened to buy in at a high point there. But like most of the projects that I invest in, I have no intention of letting go of that one because it means a lot to me. Um, I think that at Alpha Girls Club, you know, it's beautiful that they have initiatives that are helping to eliminate stigmas around mental health. I think that's their main focus as far as I'm concerned. And they're also looking to provide tools, um, supportive tools on that end. And I wish them the greatest success and I guess I can speak on my first music NFT because that was also an epic first purchase. Um, so I bought um, a couple of NFTs from Violetta Zeroni's collection Moonshot, which I'm sure, I mean, she's making waves in the music space, but she's been instrumental in bringing music to the forefront for, for a lot of, you know, I think, that, I think that she's kind of broken the wall down a little bit. Um, between the music NFT community and the general NFT community. And um, I invested in her music because she has an amazing voice, but also because her spaces were actually one of the first introductions that I had to the music community. So I can theoretically credit her for planting the seed that blossomed into my passionate tuning in. 
So I love how openly you shared about your first experience. And I'm so glad that we got to talk today because I might never have known this, but that is also how I got introduced to the space and why I'm in Web3 still and have anything to do with it getting scammed. So it's an awful thing that that happened, but I'm so grateful that you shared about that because I think a lot of people are really, I know that I was really humbled, uh, a little bit ashamed, a little bit humiliated, and talking about it is not easy, but the more we put it out there, the safer people will be. So thank you for sharing that very much. Um, You talked a little bit about uh, your first NFT that you loved. Um, So maybe not NFTs, but anything in general, what is your guiltiest Web3 pleasure? <laughs> okay, um this is probably going to make you laugh. So, okay, before before NFTs, I mean, I had a Twitter account, but I wasn't an active Twitter user before being introduced to the community. So, to me, Twitter, even though I know it's not, is very much a web3 application in my mind. So, um this is really embarrassing because it's really out of character, but my guiltiest pleasure is probably tapping onto Elon Musk's threads and scrolling through comments and reactions. Um, I don't know why I find it so interesting. I think it's just like, you know, reading the tabloids or something. I, I don't know. But I have to stop myself on occasion because it's a huge time suck and it brings literally no value to my life. So, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some value there. But yeah, definitely. I'm not going to say weird because I don't know what else to say, but other than thank you for sharing your weird Elon Musk thing with us. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. I I, I actually love that. Um, I used to do that a while ago just because it was, um, it was entertaining to say the least. So I, I am, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> um Outside of Elon Musk's tweets, what what have you been focused on lately, Um, whether it's, you know, with your project or just in life? Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. I'm not focused on his tweets, I swear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I've been focused on a lot of things, I guess. I guess I can answer this question with something like a call to action. So connecting with more artists, um, welcoming new members to our community, and finding opportunities to collaborate are at the top of my outward facing list. Um, It can be really challenging managing a project alone. I have a small team behind me that I'm very grateful for. Um, But finding the time to hone in on certain of those aspects on a day to day with so much work happening behind the scenes can be hard. Um, So I wish I had more attention or more time to focus my attention there. Um, that connectivity piece is one that makes my heart sing. So once all of our backend stuff, which honestly, I'm saying that as if it's a list that will eventually come to an end, I don't think it does are in order. (laughs) I look forward to focusing, you know, um, my attention all on those three things. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, I don't know if you found this to be true, but I feel like in the web three community, especially it's, it's easier to connect with any sort of group, um, you know, because everybody's kind of on the same mission. Obviously, there's there's maybe that's too generalized, <laughs> um, but you know, mo- most people are 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 really, you know, bullish on the technology and um, 
kind of are, are driven toward the same mission. And so I feel that, you know, that's a good focus to have. And it's, um, it's also, you know, if you make the time for it easy to accomplish that, um, in a shorter period of time than it is in, um, any other industry that I've worked in, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree. Um, I'm so sorry. I hope you guys don't hear it too much. There are dogs going crazy outside my apartment. So I do apologize if that is really annoying. Um, so uh, uh, what is the best or most recent compliment that you have received? Hmm. Well, um, when we shared our announcement last week, we had set some time aside in our weekly space to talk about it, as we do, and to provide a stage for anyone to ask us questions. So the feedback that I received that day was super complimentary. Um, we had a lot of artists join us, sharing thanks and validating um, what we had developed with our blockchain application. In their eyes, um, they said that, you know, it's something incredible um, that we touched on some of the most important pieces for a music community. Um, it was really special. I was nervous on how our blockchain application would be perceived because, because of that pivot um, since our first introductions. So it was a feel-good moment, understated, and probably the best compliment that, that I've, I've felt um, in, a, in a while. <laughs> That's so nice. And I mean, you so deserve it. You've been working so hard, and it's everything that you just said is absolutely true. So I, I'm, I'm very, very happy for you. That's amazing. And I loved, um, I'm just going back one question, but I loved what you said about the balancing sort of the behind the scenes and maybe the more fun part of building community. Um, the back end stuff is really, is really boring. Um, and it's very hard to get through. Um, so other than the community building piece, what inspires you to keep going? and get through all of that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I think that this one, this isn't really a web three answer, but it's my answer nonetheless. Um, my inspiration, my life inspiration is my kids, you know, so they have and always will be my motivation to be the best version of myself and to hold true to my values no matter what life throws my way. Um, as a parent, there's something about being that person that your kids look up to. So, you know, in our home, we try to lead by example. And to me, a lot of the time, that means demonstrating the qualities of a leader and also being comfortable, being vulnerable, um, expressing your emotions and being open to listening, learning and creating solutions, um, you know. So I think that because motherhood really defined who I was at a young age. I was 23 when I had my eldest daughter, um, that those personality traits have made me a stronger person today. And, you know, my daughters taught me to be self-aware and that personal development was important. They've seen me work full time while continuing my studies. Um, and I knew, you know, I was doing that to provide them with a better life. So they've also been a big part of my emotional growth along the way. So I feel like that really ties into how I move through this space as well. My kids motivate me to, to work hard. Um, they encourage me to never give up on my connection uh, to passion, you know, to remain passionate. And that goes 
I share that with them as well. So it's nice. We kind of share, <laughs> we kind of share and, and encourage each other along the way. And they, imp- they remind me that, you know, um, every day um, that I'm important and I know that they're proud of me and see the work that I'm doing. So, so they're, they're probably, um, you know, up there with my biggest inspiration for sure. I'm grateful to have them on my team. That is just about the sweetest and most positive answer I have heard. And I wonder, is that, do you think, part of the reason that you are so up, seem so upbeat and like you're weathering the storms a little bit easier because you have that inspiration? Yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, if, if I, I mean, obviously they're not, they're not trying to run any kind of project like this, but I would never, I would always encourage them to, you know, to not give up on something that, that they dream and believe in. So I think that, you know, automatically I'm, I guess, subconsciously giving that kind of advice to myself and um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That was really beautiful. And um, I don't have kids, but I've, um, been around enough kids to really um, understand that they can be um, big teachers physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, What are three things that you can't live without? Off the top of my head, music, um, obviously. my family but I think that's obvious too so I'll give you two more I don't want to I don't want to be sneaky and get away with just one answer um cheese I can't live without cheese that's something I really enjoy um and adventure I love seeing and experiencing new things and to me that's what makes life so exciting yes and what um you can't be in web three without not being able to live without adventure so um we're we're in the right space I love it also yeah I you know I I tried to be vegan one time and I'm vegetarian so I I've been vegetarian my whole life but um I live in Texas in Austin and we have some of the best queso in the whole world and queso is the reason that I'm not vegan so I love cheese too (laughs) first of all I didn't know that Krishna was vegan um, second of all, I also, yes, we all can't live in Web3 without adventure, but I think most of us can't live in Web3 without cheese. So I'll just add that in. Go ahead, Lindsay. I agree. I think all of us have to have that uh, cheese break once in a while where we just get over overwhelmed. we got to take a break and go get some cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that you guys are with me on that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love that this is where this has gone. <laughs> you never know. This is gonna be a great podcast. We can already tell. We went some crazy places with scoops last week. We were going into lots of cheesy places here. I love it. <laughs> okay, so um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Or this is gonna be a good one because I you're a very strong leader. So I'm excited for this one. Oh, yeah. So um, I had this teacher in college. Her name was Yardley Janvier. She taught French. And at the time, I was going through some really tough stuff. And on my good days, um, I had the tendency to do myself up. I loved playing around with makeup. I had a lot of themed looks at the time. Um, I was in the arts program, so it wasn't out of the ordinary to go, you know, all out with with our day-to-day appearances. Um, Anyway, um, on bad days, 
it was always really obvious for me. I would show up to school kind of disheveled, no makeup, low energy just meant that I couldn't be bothered. I couldn't be bothered when I was feeling bad, you know? So she pulled me aside one day and first asked if I was okay. Um, but then she told me that the way we perceive ourselves has a real impact on our own emotions. Um, she told me that if makeup could be my armor, that on those days, it was even more important to put on a brave face and know that I was worth it. And I know that might sound kind of superficial, but obviously, you know, that advice has stuck with me because I think that, you know, the meaning behind it was so much more than just about the makeup. And yeah, that was that was great. I totally agree. I mean, and everybody would have a slightly different thing, right? For you in particular, as an artist, as somebody who enjoys making themselves up like that, that would be your thing. And that would be the way that you take on the world when you are in those bad times. And so I love that. I think that's great. And we all have to find, we all have to find our own version of makeup. <laughs> yeah, now I think that translates to not staying in sweatpants all day, which is something I'm definitely guilty of more often than, you know, but that's fine. <laughs> so this is not another blank in web three and I am like legally required to follow up on what are themed outfits and please tell us more. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well off the top of my head, for example, um, you know, if I was wearing my cowboy boots, then I had to be wearing, you know, like a button down with my jeans and a big belt and perhaps a hat, maybe not, you know, but it was almost like dress up for me every day. I'm trying to think of like other ones, you know, like if I was wearing gothic makeup, just because I felt like doing my makeup that way, the outfit would match as well. And I'd have my combat boots. It was kind of like a head to toe thing. Um, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that sounds adorable. Um so you talked about um, sort of giving yourself the advice that you would give your kids. And was there ever a time, they're not here, so give us the real deal. Was there ever a time that you almost gave up and what made you keep going? Okay, so full disclosure, you guys, um, this is a pretty heavy question. I'm really comfortable talking about it. Um, but I'm going to preface the answer with a friendly warning, um, call it a warning that my life has been really tough. And I hope that what I'm sharing isn't too upsetting for anyone. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> I'm probably, anyways, we'll see how this goes. Um, <laughs> so I'm someone who has been the victim to multiple abusive relationships, um, I'll try to spare you too many details, but I was verbally and physically abused um, by more than one person. And at the time, obviously, I meant that I, I believed that those people, that person, um, meant everything to me. So one of those relationships um, was my girl's father. And for the seven-year relationship that I had with him, I was made to believe that I was never good enough, um, that I was worthless. And um, anyway, so towards the end of that relationship, um, we, we got pregnant um, with our third child who in utero was diagnosed with something called CDH. Um, that's congenital diaphragmatic hernia. Um, 
it's a fluke of nature that affects a very small percentage of fetuses, which prevents the diaphragm from forming. Sorry, I'm like, do you need all these details? I guess I'm going to keep going. Um, it prevents the diaphragm from forming and basically allows the organs from the lower body cavity to migrate to the chest cavity and causes a lot of complications with lung and heart development. Um, okay, so long story short, we found out about this halfway through the pregnancy and we were told that he had a 50% chance of survival. Um, I decided that 50% was good enough for me. The doctors would ask if I wanted to terminate the pregnancy every week up until the 36-week mark. Um, Jackson was born and was put on all kinds of life support. And unfortunately, he passed away um, at two weeks old after his corrective surgery. So... <clears throat> Um, so after his passing, my ex continued to be abusive, and I was the parent. I was the parent who chose not to give up. Um, my daughters were really young at the time; they were four, maybe not even four, and one. Um, and I did my best to be Mary Poppins, and probably didn't mourn properly until years later. So that was obviously an outcome that no parent would have wished for, and it could have gone both ways. Um, I could have given up, right? Um, got, got lost in sadness. It was a really hard time for lots of reasons. Um, I'm also someone with depressive and anxious tendencies because of shit that I went through in the past. Sorry for my language. So, um, yeah, but my kids kept me going through it. So Jackson, um, in the end was the reason I call him my guardian angel that I finally had the strength to leave that relationship. And my resilience in those months made me feel strong and strong enough to finally realize that I was good enough. Sorry, I'm like, uh, I almost made it to the end without crying. <laughs> okay, first of all, I love you. Just, I love you. You are an amazing human. I'm so glad that we got to talk today and everyone got to hear what you just said and that you are so open with that. I just... I love you. That's yeah. Um, I know you said you almost made it to the end without crying. I didn't make it anywhere near the end without crying. I, the same as Amanda, we love you. We're, we're so happy that you're here with us. And you're right. You could have easily just, you know, gone by the wayside or, 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 you know, wallowed in it. But you not only pulled yourself out, but you pulled your kids out. And you, you, you're amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, guys. I appreciate, you know what, it's it's obviously, um, it depends on the day. Sometimes it's impossible for me to talk about, um, to talk about that. But I think it's, you know, it's a big part of, a big part of who I am. So I really appreciate that question. And it's a nice way for me to remember my son for bringing me something great. So. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, um, I definitely just like Lindsay, did not make it without tearing up. Um, thank you for, for being that inspiration um, and, and being able to share that with us. Um, yeah, like Amanda said, I, I love you. I, lo I really do. Um, moving on to kind of more about Web3, what is a pet peeve that annoys you most in this in this in in Web three? Yeah, that's 
a lighter subject, isn't it? I'm so sorry for making everyone upset. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you know what really grinds my gears? Um, <laughs> it, it drives me crazy to see that there are so many hardworking, honest and good people out here that are less recognized because they may not have access to insert something here. I'm going to say a powerhouse marketing team or because of gatekeeping mentality or, you know, I feel like a lot of us speculate behind the reasons of that. Um, I wish there was a way that we can bring this to light and to get lesser known communities and artists the attention that they deserve. That's like, that's what really grinds my gears. <laughs> so many claps for that. And, you know, like you said, the the gating and honestly, I I feel like I'm so glad you joined our little friend circle because I think that I have seen more of that, of us lifting each other up and connecting and helping each other out where we can. Um, you, you know, Lindsay and I talk about this, like every day I see her lifting someone up or shouting someone out and, and same with all of the other people in our circle. So I don't know, I think maybe it's going to be the underdogs time soon. So we just have to stick together and, you know, like that stupid thing, we're all going to make it, but seriously. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a pet, pet peeve. I really do believe that we're going to make it you guys. Sorry to cut you off Coprod, but you know what I mean? I think that hard work does pay off and we've been working hard and we've been working here, um, you know, for the right reasons on top of it, you know? So thank you for lifting us up and we'll do the same and let's go. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, I do want to make sure, don't apologize at all for the heaviness. The whole point of this is to get to know each other deeper. And the only way to do that is to get into the more uncomfortable spots. So it is always okay to get into the heavy stuff. Um, of course, if you don't want to get into it, we want to respect your boundaries. But at any point, the whole point, like we were just saying, is is to support each other get to know each other and and when we know each other's um not flaws but the the struggles that we've gone through we know even more how to support each other right so i think that's i think that's a really beautiful thing um okay let's switch gears and go into happy things what is the best thing in uh to happen in web3 this year in your opinion yeah, so this one, I mean, I was I would say it's a little controversial, but I'm I'm under the impression that you'll you'll probably agree with me. Um, but I think that this bear market was a blessing in disguise. I mean, obviously not for everyone's pocketbooks and whatnot. Um, but you know, um yeah, I think that I mentioned this in in um in our space just earlier. Um I read an article this week about the people that are left. And now it boils down to hardcore believers and DGENs, right? Which is fair. Um, <laughs> and I think that the market has really helped to weed out some of the people who are here, um, in my opinion, for all of the wrong reasons. Um, you know, we've seen um, we've seen a huge part of the population, I think, kind of vanish overnight. And with that, we're seeing a shift in. You know, the people that, first of all, it's easy to recognize the people that are still here that have, have stayed true through it all. Um, but, you know, there's a shift now in how 
people are trying to provide valuable content or how, you know, utilities have changed um, and if applicable are being packaged. I think we're seeing a lot more supportive initiatives in this space instead of, you know, people that are, are um, flashing bags. I don't know. I don't know if that's something you could say, but you know what I mean. And I think it's been an overall positive for this space um, overall, 100%. I totally agree with you. And I just want to mention, this is really funny. That was like the exact answer that Scoops had last week was the bear market. And you're totally right. It's We got rid of all the people who were just trying to, you know, flip really quick for a, a, fl- a quick buck. And because uh, they can't do that now, <laughs> there's no quick bucks to be made. And um, so, yeah, I just I just think that's really funny. Yes, I love your perspective on that. It's hard sometimes not to feel the other way, but you know, I'm I'm I'll go positive with you on that one. A little controversial like you said. Um so take this this one as uh, however you want to take it. Um what's one thing and you've told us so much already, but what's one thing that people don't know about you? Okay. Yeah. I'm an open book, um, as you now know. Um, <laughs> but I think a few things, I'll give you a couple of things um, that aren't common knowledge, short and sweet. So I was adopted. Um, in the Web2 world, I am a business professional with a background in operations, human resources, and project management. I sleep on the right side of my bed. <laughs> and um, in my non-existent spare time, I would love to teach myself how to design clothes. I have a sewing machine, and so far it's only been used to make some pretty cool Halloween costumes, but I love the idea of making clothes in the future. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so funny. Whenever you said that you sleep on the right side of your bed, I had to think about which side of the bed I sleep on because I was like, I don't know that about myself. <laughs> um and making clothes, that's really funny, too, because um, every time winter comes around, I always love um, shopping for sweaters um, for obvious reasons. And I've been um, inspired the past couple of years to, like, make sweaters and just um, um, share that with with people. And so that's funny. I, I love that. Um, it's a very creative and, and fun thing to do. Um, Wait, you actually make sweaters? I don't make sweaters, but I have many <laughs> ideas for designs for sweaters that I would love to see. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, what's something that you don't want to be doing in five years? Ooh, um, in five years, I don't want to be the same person I am today. Um, and what I mean by that is I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. Um, I want to be able to look back and feel accomplished based on my personal and professional achievements. Um, in five years, I'll be 42 years old. So I would like to be able to define myself, um, you know, through my journey, but with more positive memories than anything else. That's amazing. I mean, that's so great. I actually, there was this interesting, I can't remember what it was. It was in a podcast where this guy told this little story about how he, he was talking to a guy at a gas station. Um, they got started talking about their kids and, you know, the guy had, had like a six year old 
And um, the guy made a remark about, um, you know, oh, appreciate them now because next year they're going to be a different person. And the person who was speaking, he's an inspirational speaker, said, when did that stop for you? When did you stop growing year by year? And it like, according according to the story, it like stopped him up and he was like, "Ah, what do you mean? And it's like, yeah, we as kids, we are expected to continue to grow. But as people or as as adults, it kind of just the years just go by. So I love your answer. Like, yes, keep growing. Be a different person every single year. Ideally, that person is better every year. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes that's a year of learning. And and that's okay. So I love that answer. Um, okay, so you have so many, you've already told us so many things, but what's one thing you had to learn the hard way? Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> okay, without telling another heart-wrenching story, I won't do that to you guys. Um, <laughs> across the board, there have been people that I've trusted with, you know, every piece of me. And um, I guess I'm paraphrasing, but that's okay. Only to be used or to be taken advantage of to some degree. So um, as someone who naturally looks on the bright side of things, it's easy for me to miss red flags or ignore them without meaning to um, if I'm not paying attention. So what I've learned is that not all relationships with friends, family, whatever you name it, are always in your best interest, and that it's important to set boundaries and practice awareness, um, you know, when engaging with people that you hold close, close to your heart. That's beautiful. I think it's, um, you know, you mentioned the very first question um, that, you know, be, people would describe you as supportive, but after going through a lot of these questions and hearing your answers, it's like, Yes, of course she's supportive because that's the person that she's grown into. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of also, um, you know, like learning the hard way and um, and who do you not want to be in five years? Like, um, yeah, it just tie, ties everything together in a beautiful way. Yeah, to follow up on that, you know, there's something. I another like inspirational person thing I've heard, you know, those of us that have been knocked down always build back stronger. So like, it doesn't at all surprise me that you can balance a million things that you've turned into this leader that you don't give up. Like you're just someone very clearly that has built back all those cracks stronger. Um, And I love you for that. So I talked about life lessons um, and funny enough, Coprod's uh, story about, about growing as a kid, but what did you think at 12 years old that you were going to be like, what did you think you were going to be growing up? Yeah, uh, I love this question. Um, I think that Coprod might know the answer because I responded to one of her daily prompts um, a little while ago. But when I was 12, um, I loved to read, I loved to write, and I loved to take pictures. So um, I thought it would be amazing to be a photojournalist for National Geographic. We had these magazines that would come in on a monthly basis that were kept in the school library. 
And I loved to read about, you know, the places, the people, um, you know, different locations around the world. And the animals were cool, too, obviously. Um, but, you know, and that tied in with the incredible photos. Um, I thought that that was like my dream job. And I had to make that happen. I don't think I thought of it as a job at the time. I probably had to ask, like, who, what's this called? You know, <laughs> if I want to do this, what's it called? But yeah, that's that's what it was. That's so crazy. You mentioned just about every creative discipline, except for drawing and art. And you are now an artist. How did when did that happen then? Um, yeah, I that's a that's a fair question. I was also really into art. Like I took um, I had the introduction to in high school, we had to choose like a discipline. So I was always in like painting and drawing classes. My parents signed me up for extracurricular activities. So I had um, I had piano lessons and had and I had art class. So that was always kind of a part of me as well. Um, and then in college, that grew into something more when I started creative arts, languages and literature. So but you see the language piece and all of those, <laughs> everything was all kind of still packaged in there. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually grateful that I've been able to explore that that side of me again here, um, because, you know, before Web3, I was, you know, I think I mentioned the job that I have now or maybe I didn't. Um, but anyway, I mentioned the, like the kind of business that I've worked in. Um, so the past, you know, 12 years, let's say, I'm going to call it 12 years, um, give or take. Um, I've been working, you know, in the corporate world. So this was my opportunity to be creative again. I love that. And for anyone who wants to see Roxy's art, she just launched her website, which has a bunch of the, the artwork and drawings, I'm assuming that you're using for your project. But when I went through it, even just the way it was designed, it was so beautiful and cohesive. And so even just beyond the art, like the aesthetic, it was it was amazing. So everyone should go and check that out. I just uh, pinned it. So yeah, go check it out. Oh, thank you. I was looking for that. And I'm really bad at multitasking. <laughs> but I, I on spaces. So I appreciate I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, I think that all of us have very unique art. I'm proud of what I've created. And uh, yeah, definitely give it a look. <laughs> this is a nice segue into what do you what do your friends and family think you do? Okay, yes, this is <laughs> so my friends and family um, outside of my daughters and partner who, you know, know that I'm very much involved <laughs> in the NFT space. Um they think that I work full time at a tech company as an executive assistant, um, which is true. They think that I work full time from home, which is also true, and that my working hours are dedicated to supporting six executives and managing ad hoc projects from time to time. Um, what they don't know is that I have myself set up at two different desks and that I'm very efficient at my job. Don't tell my boss. So I'm able to manage, um, you know, the responsibilities on that end of things, which is great, and still be able to hop across the room and spend more of my time <laughs> working on tuning in NFTs and in the Web3 space. So, you know, um, I think that it's okay. I know that ethically, I'm like, is it? I feel like they wouldn't, if I told them, maybe they wouldn't be so impressed. But as long as my work is getting done, no harm, no foul. Right? <laughs> right. I love it. I love multitasking. I work full time as well. 
and I had to disclose because I work for the government that that I you know have this other thing going on but like it's it's impossible you have to be doing Twitter all day you have to be responding to stuff in timely fashions you know like you you have to be able to multitask you got to be on your phone and pretend pretending you're on a zoom call when you're listening to a Twitter space like sometimes you just have to do that um so I totally get that I love it I really respect it. Not only that, but you guys both give me a major uh, time turner vibes with Hermione. You know, she's got the little time turner necklace and she goes back and goes and does everything over again. Because why not just add on an entirely new job onto the job I already have, right? Let's. This is fun. This is great. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, so much respect. And I am terrible, terrible at multitasking. Um my wonderful husband is hangs out at home with us and I don't have an office. We just have a one bed apartment. And so he has a tendency to be like, Hey, I love you. Talk to me. And I have a tendency to be like, I, I can't think about anything else right now. You have to go away. And so I really, really respect the ability to hop back and forth like that. I think that's really impressive. Um, but anyway, moving on, what, if there was one thing that you could change about web three, what would that be? Yes. Okay. This is another, I mean, it's funny cause this could fall into like grinds my gears or also with this positive spin on it. Right. So, <laughs> um, I think that, I think one thing I would change is that, you know, I wish the general population um, I don't know if I should say that because most of the people I that I interact with are all really positive people and see this part of the vision. But anyway, there's a lot of us out here. Um, I think that it would be fantastic if projects specifically who are building, you know, applications that where we're moving and providing utility, real world utility to make the world a better place. If we could all just shake hands and work together because no two people are building the same thing. I think that what we're all working towards, um, no matter what kind of project it is, it doesn't really matter where you're building, what you're building, we all share some common ground and we would be a force to be reckoned with if we could all just work together. So true. And I think we are, sort of starting to see a shift a little bit in the bear and I hope it continues but you're right it, it, but even even if you want to connect it's it's tough right there's time there's distance and and all of that so it's challenging so what you would change about web3 we talked about how do you see the world changing in five years, and in 10 years. <laughs> you know what? I've, I, I can't, I don't know if I can answer that question. <laughs> um, I, I, I can try and think about it a little bit. You know, 10 years is definitely, definitely too far. I think that, you know, just, just on a personal level, um, I'm 37 years old. I've lived at least four distinct lives between, uh, you know, my adulthood, let's say. So from like my late teens until now so to try and predict where the world will be um, web3 world or otherwise in five years is really hard 
And given the current state of things, um, you know, it's easy to kind of go down a slippery slope and, and think really bad stuff. So I think I'd rather, I'd rather say, I don't know, but I hope, I hope it gets better. <laughs> That's a fair answer. And um, I think it's, um, you know, we, we hope to be optimistic, but we just don't know. And that's okay too. Um, um, and this is, as we, as we wrap up with you today, you have shared so many aspects of you that have allowed us to get to know you better and allowed us to get to know your work better. Um, and also allowed us to see how you shine through in your work, which is really special. Um, but what do you hope that people take away from this interview about who you are? I guess very simply that, you know, I hope that um, you, I mean, not everybody likes everyone, right? But I hope that you've appreciated maybe the opportunity to get to know me a little bit better um, and that you can take away that I'm a very approachable person um, that is, it, it, um, what's that word? <laughs> inherently I was going to say intrinsically I don't know why it is inherently someone who you know who is supportive and wants to work with other people so don't be shy to reach out to connect even if it's just to you know to make a new friend I'm here yeah thank you for um thank you for being um being a leader in this space and being so welcoming to everybody and um, being able to share who you are with the world. I think that's really special. And, you know, it's a big, big thing to be able to do that and be supportive at the same time. So um, I, I, it was really, really beautiful getting to know you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Yes, just like Krishna said, um, it's so funny, because we've been talking all week about different random projects. And I feel like we do that with so many people and now I have this whole person behind who I'm talking to and and like I, I forget who said it but you know when we know each other so much better like we know how we can support each other and you know I want to support you you're amazing and I loved what you were building before and obviously your energy came through but like just getting to know you it, it you know, I'm rooting for you and whatever we can do, whatever I can do, we're here for you. You know, it's funny, like you just said, uh, Amanda, we, we know her better. We know, uh, as we know people better in general, we can support them more. Part of me feels like, um, we've forced you to get naked and now we're standing here with all of our clothes on. And <laughs> I feel like we need to be offering some part of ourselves to you back. Um, so of course, if, if ever you have questions, you are welcome to ask us, I guess, but thank you for w being willing to be vulnerable. I think your story, especially, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are stuck in parts where you've been before. And to see somebody who's not only broken out of it, but who is flourishing, who is a, a beautiful mother and a successful businesswoman and an artistic human, I just think that it's a really wonderful thing. And I think it's really important. So thank you for being here and, and thank everybody. We had a lot of people hang out here for the whole session. We really appreciate all of you for being here. Um, you know, and, and helping to get, uh, helping to get tuning in NFTs 
some eyes. Go follow if you have not. What are you doing? <laughs> Does anyone have any last words before we wrap up and head out of here today? No, thank you so much, Roxy. And like Lindsay said, I almost shared earlier, you, you start your day like so amazingly healthy. This morning I had Sour Patch Kids for breakfast, so you're starting off on a better foot than I am. Um, I had a Hershey's bar. <laughs> this is why you and I get along separately. But yeah. The two guests that we've had start their days in amazingly positive ways. Um, and I think that's awesome too. But thank you for sharing everything. And I'm so excited to work with you on all this stuff in the future. And, you know, we'll build together and we'll build back stronger. So. Yeah, I want to thank you both, or all three of you, rather. Um, honestly, this was such a feel-good space. And, like, I already felt, you know, it's it's funny because I don't know that we've spoken. I know I know that Krishna and I haven't. And Anonymous, I don't know that we've crossed paths before. Coprod, I met you um, in, in one of your spaces a little while ago. Um, but I think that the relationships that, you know, that you're building – um, have allowed me to feel really comfortable. So I really wanted to thank you for that because this was a wonderful opportunity to, to introduce you to me, right? I think it's important to know the people that you're interacting with in this space. And um, I appreciate you giving me the stage to introduce myself and for asking me such thoughtful questions. And yeah, I, I look forward to everything that's to come. And thank you to everyone who stayed and, and listened um, I'm happy to get to know you guys too. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Again, I appreciate every one of you. And I just kind of can't believe how successful our little family is becoming. Um, make sure everybody's not only following everybody here who's speaking, but also everybody else in, in, the, uh, in the chat who's listening with us. We are a family. We want everybody to succeed. So let's do this together. All right, you guys, we're going to let you go. Have a wonderful rest of whatever day it is. If it's Thursday, awesome. If it's Friday, awesome. And um, go kick butt, you know? See you All next right. week. Bye, everybody. Bye.